Why don't we rent a video tonight? It's Wick. It's the movie seller. We got a VHS collection, an internet connection, and uninformed opinions. But here's my opinion. Hey yo, Chris can't swim. Dan's a little creepy. He's likely to talk shit about your peepee. Cutting logs on fire like a tiki Damn, George, your motherfucking reeking How much you smoke, how many edibles you eat, man? What you sleep, it's incredible you can speak You're on the phone with the devil's letters preach Chris at your home, expecting all the leaks A leader army, gods of the show forever I'll take the title, come with a stack of better The saint, about the cheddar, the saint That fucking clever, it's just a few feathers Picking them from the letters, shout out to Dopey Nation Shout out to fucking Trevor, thank you for the donations Your path is next level, we sell it brother with felons And telling Keller to Helen, you pick them It's the movie seller Welcome to the Movie Cellar, where we have a VHS collection, an internet connection, and uninformed opinions. We're brought to you by gods of the show, the Crypto Keepers, who are making bank right now, by the way. Crypto is to the moon, baby. I'm a... uh, I am Overlord Dan. I'm George. And we have two special guests here. With us tonight for this Get Me In The Door episode, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? All right, well, I'm Zach. You guys know me, and I'm joined yes. with my buddy, Randy. Yep, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show, Zach and Randy. Fucking right, bubs. Fucking right. It has, been, it has been a while since uh, we've had a full crew. I uh, Last week... It was just me. It was going to be just me. And then I was able to convince Stephanie to jump in with me so that our poor listeners weren't stuck listening to just me for two weeks in a row. That's dedication. Um, yeah, she's she's a good she's a good lady. She was willing to talk about Seinfeld with me. And uh, did anybody listen to the Seinfeld episode? I'm not caught up yet. Zach, you're like it, our biggest listener. I, Oh man! No, I, didn't have, I didn't have my car last week. It was in the shop, so I didn't. I was like all thrown off with a different vehicle, and yeah, dude, I get that. When when I stopped when when I started working remote, um, and not commuting to work every day, it took me a while to get back into. I basically when I started walking is when I started getting back into podcasts. Okay, that because, makes sense. Like, for a while, I'd just get out of bed and go downstairs and work. I'd have no time to listen to podcasts. Right. But um, So I get that. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? When I was a kid, yeah. But, like, okay. in passing, it wasn't anything that I sat down myself to watch. I used so to love not, 
Nothing, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. I like this guy. <laughs> um, well, Zach, maybe you need to listen to our episode about Seinfeld. Maybe we can get you in the door, man. I will listen for sure. There's a lineup for this week. So we list uh, seven episodes. It was supposed to be we were going to each do five episodes that we thought would be good to get somebody into Seinfeld. Um, But we had a lot of overlap. So it ended up being only seven. But that means that a lot of them were really good because we both agreed on them. Um, So you have to check that out and see what you think. It's on Netflix now, so it's worth giving it a shot. All right, that makes it an easy watch. You know, easily accessible. Yes. Um, and yeah, George, happy to have you back, buddy. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yes, it has. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, dude. Uh you uh you properly uh stoked up for tonight's activities? I am. Yes, I am right. properly toked up for tonight's activities. Oh, I said stoked up, but toked oh, up. Oh, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> um, I love these episodes, guys, because it, they require no work from me. I can literally just, like, set you up and let you run. That's um, still more than I do on a weekly basis. Hey, George, you did your <laughs> Magic the Gathering episode, dude, and you really put in the work on that one. That was a good one. Yeah, we actually, um, I just showed Randy a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to go back and watch on my own time, because I've loved playing that game since I was a kid. I don't think I'm probably on the same level as George, but I mean, <laughs> me and another old friend of mine, we actually just started rebuilding our collections and everything, getting used to the new rules and all that stuff. There's so Dude, many new rules. I know, it's insane. I wish I could think of the word for it right now, because you probably know what it does. And I don't want to look it up right now, but like <laughs> I, I wanted to, I should have been able to ask you that. Well, do you, do you know what it does? And you need. Oh, I think name? it's uh, what trying to say, or I think it's foretell. I think it's called foretell. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. So to foretell a card, you play it um, for its foretell cost. It's okay. You remember morph creatures? Yeah. That you'd play upside down as just blank George, tutus. you get 30 seconds of this. Bro. All right. Okay. So it's like a spell, but morph, right? So you play it for its, its uh, what was it called? It's uh, it's foretell cost, right? And you just put it down there. And then later on, whenever you want or whatever, I don't know if it's sorcery speed or if it could be instant speed, you can play it for its foretell cost or whatever and have it happen then. Gotcha. So okay. it basically just gets stuff out of your hand. Like if you have turns where you're like, oh, I don't want to use this yet, but I've got this mana just chilling. Yeah. Then you can you can basically like set it aside and then use it later. Got it. That's actually kind of a cool mechanic. I like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. But despite what you might think, tonight is not Magic the Gathering Part 2. Um, but hey, I said people got questions. Let me know. That's a good question. I know that is a great question. That's the only reason I let it fly. That's the only reason I let you talk, George, is because <laughs> I got a good question for you. So, um, so you get that one. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've been. This is the episode that anyone who has been listening to these uh, these terrible episodes of just me rambling on knows that I have been um, at not advertising, but I've been. Um, I've been teasing this episode for a couple weeks now, saying we got a good crew together. We got a we got a really cool uh, property to get into. Yeah, no pressure, and, guys. He's only been hyping this up for a few weeks. So, <laughs> you know, no pressure Listen, to to uh, do well. 
They're going to do great. And the fact that it won't be my voice for 90% of the episode will be good enough as it is. They could literally be trying to get us into like reading the newspaper and it would be more (laughs) interesting. They're like, okay, so to show you how to read the paper, here are today's headlines. Still would be better than just me. Um, But yeah, so, you know, with that. Really, none of us fought you on that. That was good. That was great. None of us had anything to say to oppose what you were saying. I'm just, yeah, you know, that's okay. I, I mean, I, I got sick of. Do you ever talk so much that you're like, shut the fuck up? You're yeah. Just like, there, you're, there are definitely times where I wish I could be talking less. Yeah, I definitely have moments where I'm in the middle of saying something, and I'm just like, how can I wrap this up as fast as possible? Because I'm sick of hearing my voice. <laughs> um. But that's why we're not going to do that tonight. So um, tonight, uh, Zach and Randy are going to tell us about a property that is very special to them. Um, I'm excited about it because it's something I'm not into. And I would love for somebody to show me how to get into it. So I'm going to take whatever advice you guys give tonight. And I'm going to run with it. And then the next episode we come back... um, I'll report back to say how good of a job you did of, of getting me into it or at least showing me something interesting within the property. All right. All right. So with that, why don't uh, one of you guys tell us what we're talking about tonight? All right. Well, um, we're talking about Dragon Ball Z. DBZ. We're probably going to briefly touch on the whole Dragon Ball universe. Uh-huh. Mainly focused just on Dragon Ball Z itself. Wait, so Dragon Ball Z is a sub part of Dragon Ball Universe? Yeah. Yeah. I would would say that because, I mean, it started with Dragon Ball and it was very, very different back then. Yeah. It was not nearly as like action oriented or like, you know, how everybody jokes about all the transformations that are in the show now. It wasn't. I don't. I don't know anything about. I. That's the. Listen, this is the extent of my knowledge. This is the show with the guy with the yellow spiky hair, right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Who looks yeah. like supersonic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. That's what I got. It's different. Or emeralds, I should say, whatever. <laughs> so, just to like, just to make it clear for anyone listening, these Get Me In The Door episodes, these are supposed to be for people like I am eating on something? this subject. What? Are you eating something? Yeah, I'm eating candy corn. See? <laughs> So, listen, I told you, I'm not going to talk much tonight. I'm going to leave it up to these guys. Um, But here's the deal. These episodes are designed for people like me who know nothing about the subject. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't know anything about this Dragon Ball Z thing. I didn't know about Dragon Ball. I didn't know about anything. Don't worry. These guys are going to explain it to us. And they're going to explain it like they're explaining it to a five-year-old. No, not really. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so tell us what, what is, what is Dragon Ball Z? What is, what is this about? You want to start with Dragon Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, you'd say it's basically a, a story or a show, I guess, that follows, um, not just a single character, but a group of characters that face different obstacles i guess and how they overcome those obstacles 
and how they grow as characters and grow as people. And, you know, that's what I take from it. But also, you know, there's a lot of action and a lot of fighting and um, problem solving and all kinds of stuff. So, so I mean, that that makes sense. That's relatively generic, though. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, who some of these characters are and, like, what kind of, like, world this is. Is this, like... Are these just Bob and Dave down at, you know, the convenience <laughs> okay. store or what? The world is so bad. like a plot summary of the series? Well, just the big ideas about it, you know? Like, you gave us the big ideas about Magic the Gathering. Like, here are the different types of manas. Here are the different, you know, this and that right. kind of stuff. So, I mean, I would say the, the, main, the main focus, the main character they focus on would be Goku. Saiyan. Yeah. He's a Saiyan, which is a race, you know, it's... There are humans in this show, but he's a separate race. Even though he looks like a human, he is not. Okay. So what makes a Saiyan different from a human? So they have a tail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, like the, it's like the tail of a monkey. And, um, you know, when they see the moon, they transform into what's called the Great Ape. And it, it's a huge, like power transformation for them because they, these are they're a warrior race so like a monkey werewolf that's kind of what it is yeah <laughs> and and they don't they can't they can't really control themselves they just destroy so just like a werewolf right so that it's like, like mixed that with like godzilla right oh yeah they get massive like yeah you know. like big big like that bigger than buildings yeah just like godzilla or king kong because he yep. is like a monkey well, yeah. he doesn't have a tail, <laughs> but still. But yeah, so they, the Saiyan race is basically, they're like uh, mercenaries, basically. It's like aggression runs through their system. Right. They're they're basically their race, they're just meant to fight. That's what their race is. And, um, you know, other than Goku, this, the whole Dragon Ball, well, Dragon Ball, which is the one before Dragon Ball Z, he actually lands on Earth. You're supposed to like conquer it and get you know get it ready. Like you're supposed to like pretty much conquer the planet and grow up and get our planet ready to be sold. Essentially, is what the Saiyan race is. Is like they are like a mercenary race who is like ruled by a whole separate other <laughs> evil race or whatever. And the <laughs> Saiyans get sent to all these planets to kind of like get them ready to be sold on some weird interplanetary black market sort of thing yeah and oh, come to shit. find out goku when he landed and came out of his ship he hit his head and smashes noggin <laughs> oh no so he's just a little baby and he falls out and waxes melon and <laughs> forgets you know what you know that program that whatever programming they put into him to, so he would grow up and know what to do was gone so he was raised by an old man a martial artist and that whole thing progresses of him going from, you know, early childhood to, I want to say preteen. Like, yeah, like adolescence or whatever. Right. Uh, instead of, Clint, like, instead of uh, conquering the planet, he becomes the planet's savior is pretty much the premise. Like a of Superman type character. Right. Yeah. He He's raised, he's raised by, you know, someone that's of pure good. And he decides, you know, to be good and help save people. And you follow his adventures and all his different you know, battles in Dragon Ball. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, that just sets it up to go into Dragon Ball Z, pretty much. Right. Like, he's just this kid that grows into, like, a teenager. He was supposed to conquer the planet, winds up becoming the savior of it. And then that, when uh, they segued from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, literally the first thing that happens is Goku's brother comes in. He's essentially like, why the fuck didn't you conquer this planet yet, you <laughs> idiot? Like, <laughs> like a brother does. You fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> The big brother comes to clean up the little brother's mess. Oh man, I've been there. But but yeah, but instead he's greeted by Goku, who is going to defend Earth from him and not allow him to kill all the innocent people. What's his brother's name? Raditz. Okay. What so does he a- look like? <laughs> a dill hole, man. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Um, he's kind of just like a weird, almost morphed version of Goku, but with like insanely long hair. You know, hair down to the back of his knees. Yeah. You know, okay. he's got the Saiyan armor on, which you have to look up because that's insanely hard the, the to armor. describe. Yeah, I don't even football know. Football pads. To... Okay, yeah, it's close to football pads. That's, that's a good one, George. I like actually, that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and so he's so... not a green guy because I feel like I've seen a green guy. Oh, yeah. no. There's a few green guys, but um, the main green guy that's throughout, you know, Dragon Ball into Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, that would be Piccolo, who he starts off as an enemy of Goku. He's the main, he's like the big, big bad guy of Dragon Ball. And um, Goku, you know, ends up beating him. And this is when he's the Demon King Piccolo. Okay. And he ends up losing and he spawns actual piccolo if that makes any sense right so much <laughs> take that for what you will all right all right your little fact about dragon ball z this unspoken joke that goes through like the entire series dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball super like it seems like if you're trying to figure out who's going to be either a main character or an important character their name is almost like a vegetable or a food okay. like Goku's actual say name is Kakarot, you know, Carrot, whatever. Yeah. There's another character named Caulifla. God give you one guess on what that's supposed to be. Broccoli, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they do that, but that's a little thing that they do for sure. That's funny. But yeah, so, and you know, as the show progresses, you know, Goku grows up. He starts, um, you know, he has his friends from Dragon Ball that are his allies and as you progress through the series of Dragon Ball Z, he's gaining, you know, new allies that stick with him. And essentially, they bec- they're they called the Z Fighters. Ooh, and, I like that. Right. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, one of the biggest draws to, like, them segueing to Dragon Ball Z is obviously it taking on a much more serious tone to the show i mean there's still like the stupid little jokes and stuff in there but it gets a lot more serious i guess and uh they start alluding to this new thing you're supposed to be that you're gonna end up seeing what it's like towards the end of the series the you know, the legend of the legendary super saiyan thing you're pretty that's much just the gold waiting. thing right huh yeah that's the yeah the yellow hair sonic the hedgehog <laughs> supersonic <laughs> you know, uh, uh, chaos and shit friggin yeah. <laughs> You're pretty much waiting up until that point when you know somebody is going to end up hitting that level of power. There's going to be this big, tremendous fight. That's like the whole premise of the main, I guess I would call the main section of the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, where you see, you know, 
up until that point, you know, you see Goku and the Z fighters fight a bunch of different bad guys and how, you know, the Z fighters progress themselves and they get stronger from training and they get stronger from fighting, you know, stronger bad guys until they get to this main, you know, this main villain, I guess you, not really a main villain because there's others before it, but the real big baddie that they, I'd call him, he was, I'd call him the main one. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll go with the main villain. His name's Freeze. What's his name? Clubber Lang. <laughs> Clubber Lang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I'll tell you this growing up, I thought Frieza was a girl. Oh, Frieza. Yeah. Okay. Frieza. Yeah. So it sounds like a, it's a very feminine sounding name. The voice actor was a very fe- feminine voice actor. I think a lot of kids growing up watching Dragon Ball Z thought Frieza was a, a girl, a very, very strong female. Right. And this is the baddest of the bad. Frieza, now how we spoke about the uh, the race that, you know. Controlled the Saiyans or something. Yep, that controlled the Saiyans. This was yes. Frieza's race. Frieza and his father. Okay, so Frieza is like. So the Saiyans are like a group of mercenaries. They're basically paid to do whatever they're doing. And the yep. people that are paying them to do this yep. are this other race that Frieza is a part of. Yeah, Correct. you got it. All right. And um, and then backstory to that, Frieza actually gets uh, scared, you know, is, is afraid of the, um, the Saiyan race because he's always heard of the legendary super saiyan so they've only ever heard of this like nobody's actually seen it happen nobody's ever seen it it's supposed to happen i think it's what they say once in a millennium or whatever the deal is that's what the legend is and um so so like one person i don't mean to keep asking all these questions ask ask whatever you'd like one person can do it one time or like there's one person who can do it every millennium so to this point they kind of leave it up in the air they don't really know because okay. they've seen it happen right right it's like a legend of saiyans or like this one chosen saiyan who like at birth you could tell power levels insanely higher than the rest will probably end up becoming the legendary super saiyan although once you get past the frieza arc the show has to progress and they start alluding to you know well, maybe it's a power that's always deep within a Saiyan, and right. you know you have to be of righteous heart or something, and then you can attain it. But like up until the Frieza point of the show, it was like this one Saiyan, the chosen warrior, will eventually be able to do it, maybe. So because because he's so afraid, he ends up destroying the Saiyan's planet, planet Vegeta, kills them all. Is that a food reference too? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he blows up the planet, and actually, Goku's, whether they say this is canon or not, in one of the movies, Goku's dad rebels against Frieza. So does Goku's dad turn good because Goku is good? Well, I think it's more to like protect the. To protect his race, yeah. He just realizes what Frieza's up to and how evil Frieza is, and that Frieza's using him. So he decides to fight back. Well, you know, he's strong, but he's not that strong. So he ends up getting killed. The planet ends up getting destroyed. There's a handful of Saiyans that are, you know, have been scattered out across the galaxy, you know, or the universe, whatever they want to call it. 
and you know they're on missions or whatever doing different things. So there are a few that are left alive. Right. They don't know what happened to their planet. The freezer betrayed them. Right. Uh, like that. Right. They they you know they're under the impression I think they was they were told like an asteroid or something hit their planet and destroyed it. So you know, so back, you know, fast forward a little bit after the planet's destroyed. You know, Goku's growing up, you know, fighting through all these bad guys and stuff, making all his friends. Well, Frieza, they end up, you know, crossing paths with Frieza. And Frieza's the big baddie. Oh, I skipped Vegeta. I can't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vegeta. <laughs> Not the planet. Not, Not the, the planet. He was named after the planet and his dad. It's kind of fucking weird. Wait, so there's a character named Vegeta? There's actually two, if you want to get really confusing with this. Yes. Plus but, the planet? Yeah, plus yeah. the planet. <laughs> Hi, my name's Westbrook, son of Westbrook. We're from Westbrook. Yep, so, so you have Planet Vegeta. You have King Vegeta. And then Prince Vegeta. Okay. The, with, a v, planet, when, with a V or an F? A V, sorry, Vegeta. Oh, wow, this has taken a really interesting turn now. <laughs> I'm sorry okay. that it's an interesting turn of the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the king was killed when the planet was blown up. The yeah. prince was off, you know, conquering a planet. He ends up hearing... He was actually off conquering the same planets as Raditz, wasn't he? Right. Which yeah. was Goku's brother. Did we even say that? Yeah, yes. we said we to talk about him. Yeah, because cool. I feel like I, like <laughs> suck. I feel like I suck at this. Jesus. So well, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep straight. And, right. and so Vegeta have... sent Raditz right. to get Goku, thinking that Goku would still be a regular Saiyan. Correct. And, and figure then out... Goku beat Raditz. Yeah, and and Vegeta heard. You know, or was it Krillin that beat Raditz? It was Krillin. Doesn't beat anybody. Ever. <laughs> Yeah. Oh so, no. Well, who was it? Was it Piccolo they were fighting? Like everyone had to take a turn fighting because they were just getting totally oh, no, fucked that, up. Or was that Vegeta? I don't fucking yeah, remember. So, it was a so, long time ago. Yeah. So Piccolo and Goku fought Goku's brother Raditz. They teamed up. Piccolo sacrificed himself by hold. I mean, Goku sacrificed himself by holding Raditz in place, and Piccolo shot a bl- an energy blast straight through both of them and killed them both. Oh shit. Yeah. So this is very happened, early on. Yeah, yeah, right. This is just the beginning. <laughs> so the whole rest of the story is about peekaboo. <laughs> yes, that's the best character. <laughs> but um, all right. Wild trying to like remember all of the stuff that I thought that I knew since I was like nine or right. younger or whatever. And there's just so much shit that I'm just skimming right over. And so. After Raditz is killed, Vegeta hears it. They wear these um, this thing called a scouter on their face. Uh huh. You broke half your glasses, and you only had one. It's half. a really technical monocle. Oh, right. Okay, like a monocle. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's a communicator. It they can read power levels, stuff like that. Well, through the communicator, Google Glass. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the communicator, Vegeta hears that Raditz is killed. So now Vegeta and his partner Nappa are going to Earth to fuck some shit up. <laughs> yeah, to go look Nappa for know how. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so they show up, and this is Vegeta becomes Goku's. They're rivals. Yeah. Yeah. They start off as enemies, 
They become, you know, they're kind of friendly with each other to team up to fight Frieza because, you know, the Saiyans, you know, similar, you know, it's right. the same enemy. Even though they were enemies, they team up to fight their yeah. one true enemy. Hey, man, sometimes you got to team up with the Russians to beat the Nazis, you know? Hey, hey that yeah. works. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. So they end up becoming, you know, friends. And as the series, you know, continues, they're the top dogs. They're the strongest fighters. It's like a friendly, like, rivalry the whole time. I mean, right. Vegeta's essentially not evil anymore. Um, he still has this, like, kind of chip on his shoulder for Goku. But also, you know, if anyone fucks with Goku, Vegeta will step in and be like, if anyone's going to kill this guy, it's going to be but going to be me sort of thing. Even though he really because doesn't kill him. Yeah. Like a mutual respect slash, like, yeah, they're they're... They're opponents, but they have respect for each other. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's a, and it's like a battle, a friendly battle between the two of who can level up, who can get stronger, who can get stronger. And they're always trying to, you know, one-up each other. Did Vegeta, Vegeta, has he gone Super Saiyan as well? <laughs> so, in the... I mean, technically in Super, it's Saiyan colored <laughs> instead of yellow. <laughs> so, so, in the battle with Frieza, Goku versus Frieza. Uh-huh. Goku finally turns Super Saiyan after his best friend is killed. And that's when you first see... Like that was the big catalyst moment for Goku. It was like his right. best friend dies, so he became a Super Saiyan. So some big traumatic moment has to happen to trigger it. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there's some type of trigger in order to get them to push past that barrier and become that. Yeah. So this happens. They beat Frieza. It's done. It's over. Goku and Vegeta are friendly, and then other enemies come. Well, then you find out that it's not just one guy that can go Super Saiyan. I kind of got that from what you were saying earlier. Right. So, yeah. so any Saiyan can. They just have to hit that, you know, hit that wall and break right. through. I think yep. what Vegeta was like what Zach was going to say is Vegeta's son Trunks comes from the future to warn the Z warriors about these androids that are just going to wipe out the planet. And when Trunks is warning everybody about this, he doesn't reveal who he is because of timeline issues, which that's a whole fucked up thing with Dragon Ball Z in general, but whatever. <laughs> um, and when uh, Trunks is trying to explain, I really am from the future, I am an act, like actually a Saiyan or whatever, I'm not all dead, he goes Super Saiyan, and that pisses the genie off. Like, well, okay. So now there's two of these assholes that can go Super Saiyan, and <laughs> I can't. What the hell's the deal? And uh, he doesn't he like go and train in space for yeah. a while or something. He's like on the moon or something training, and he, he he transforms. And so after that, you know, you basically have so, and then it just continues. There's the next bad guy they face, then there's a new transformation, and then there's another bad guy, and there's another transformation. Then. And this all happens within the Dragon Ball Z um, phase of the show. Yeah, this is still all just Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was super long. Dragon Ball, and they hit. I won't. I won't talk about all the different bad guys. But then they finally hit. Um, Kid Boo. Yeah, Boo, who is the the bad bad guy of the entire thing. He's the strongest bad guy they've ever faced. Okay. I'm looking up all these characters as you talk about them, so that I can like know what they look like. Perfect. Boo is a Boo has many different forms, and he's a funny looking one. Yeah. He's a fat baby. Yep. Well, check out. Kid Boo. Kid Boo is the one that they have to annihilate at the very end of that's Dragon the, Ball Z. Yeah, that's the final form. 
Oh, he's weird looking. <laughs> and so, you know, they they come up with different techniques like fusion. They learn, which, you know, can combine two fighters together to make them stronger in hopes to beat, you know, these stronger bad guys. Um, it's another fusion with Patara earrings, which one guy puts on one earring on one side of the head. The other guy puts the earring on the opposite side. And oh, that's cool. cool. George, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they, they start coming up with not only just transformations, but other techniques like that in order to progress to beat these fighters that just keep appearing. That is definitely one thing that I noticed as I got older is Dragon Ball. Like, Dragon Ball probably had the most storyline to it. Maybe yeah. maybe Dragon Ball Z, but, like, as the show, like, goes on, it really is just more... There's there's some character development, uh, tons of different, you know, techniques that they learn and all the transformations and stuff. There's a shitload of jokes online about the ludicrous amount of transformations that are <laughs> in the show. Friggin', um and then, yeah, the more it progresses, it just becomes more action-oriented. But, right. I mean, it's just such a nostalgic 90s anime that's still just evolving to this day. It's kind of hard not to just see how endearing it is when you start watching it, you know? And that's something I was going to say we hadn't actually mentioned yet. Um, it We talked about it being a show, but it's an it's an anime, correct? Yeah. Correct, yeah. And it, it started in the 80s. Oh, it was the 80s? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball was in the 80s. <clears throat> I could be wrong. Um, I didn't watch that until I was older. You know, I started with Dragon Ball Z because that's what was on TV when I was a kid. You know, Toonami yeah. robot thing on Cartoon Network or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So, so you know, when, when, I, when we first rolled out this Get Me In The Door uh, series... Um, you know, I, I hit you up, Zach. I said, we got to get you on. What's something that you're into? And I think that we both kind of immediately were like, DBZ would be perfect. Yeah. Um, I knew that you were into Dragon Ball Z because um, I got a bunch of those uh, tapes. And, and I got to say, like, from my perspective as a collector of VHS tapes, that Dragon Ball Z, Z series is one of the coolest looking collections of VHS tapes, it has. Is that, that the one of the fist that goes across, or like the, or like the power blast, whatever that goes? Across? Yeah, it has. There's like, I I feel like there's like six or eight different like long like panel series of them. Yeah. Um, they're they're beautiful. Um, but anyway, so I had some of those. I gave them to you. I didn't have like a complete run or anything, but I gave them to you because I was like, I'm never gonna watch these. But then I was like, I I would like <laughs> to try. I would like to try it. But anyway. So, so when we were talking about having you on to do a get me in the door, this made the most sense. And you were immediately like, I got to have my buddy Randy on yeah. because like the two of us grew up watching this together. So like, tell me a little bit about you guys' history with the show and like what made you fall in love with it? So, I mean, it started with me. I, um, I can, rem- I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at my grandmother's house and, um, she lived in a neighborhood with like a bunch of older people, but across the street, the neighbor across the street, the lady had a grandson that would come over and him and I became friends. And one day we were over there and he was watching Dragon Ball Z. As soon as I saw it, I was hooked. I could not get enough of it. And then I had to do it. I don't remember how I went about, you know, figuring out what it was, because obviously the Internet in the early 90s, you know, mid 90s wasn't like it is today. Yeah, I didn't have the internet in the mid-90s. 
Right. I wasn't rich like you, though, so maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we got into it. <laughs> um, I fell in love with it. I introduced it to him. And, yeah, he can speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so me and my brother and Zach have all been pretty close since a very young age. And I remember when Zach came over, like, dude, you got to check this show out later tonight. Turn on Cartoon Network when Toonami starts and the show Dragon Ball Z is going to be on. You got to you got to check it out. And pretty much probably the same thing that happened to him happened to me. Like it was just these crazy animated fight scenes that I'd never seen on a TV show or a cartoon before. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is super freaking cool. And then like thereafter, it was like, I got to get all the I got to get all the action figures. You know, that's going to be a thing. I've got to get all the PlayStation games for it. Like, I was just immediately, it was my yeah. favorite thing ever. And that, How and that old was, were you guys at this point? Oh, oh man. Five? Yeah, six. Five, six. Oh, you're just babies. Yeah. Like kid, so five, kid, five, six, seven. You know, it's just, it was, I would probably closer to six or seven, I would guess. It's yeah. enough so that we could, you know, it's a cartoon that our, you know, there's violence, but our parents weren't like no you can't watch this. well dude in the mid 90s if your parents thought you were watching cartoons they were like cartoons are fine like didn't pay any attention so right yeah dragon ball on the other hand i mean they're walking around with no pants right uh uh what's his name the guy the turtle guy that lives on the island oh yeah yeah he's he's always he's always trying to get like peeks at the girl's underwear and right yeah and he like goes to the bathroom with like porn mags like while they're there interesting well like it's super like if it's kind of funny being older and thinking back on it now like japan's view on that kind of stuff is way different than america's was especially back then um so they had to change a lot of stuff for the Western versions. But I mean, for one, a lot of stuff, the West, like in the Western version still didn't like, it still made it through somehow. But if you go watch the original, like Japanese version of Dragon Ball, there's some shit in there where you're just like how that would not fly today. There's right. no way that that would fly today. So when, um, so Dragon Ball was, was Japanese when they released Dragon Ball Z, like, did they release that with the intention of it, like, being for, like, American markets? Or no. what is it originally intended for Japanese markets? Uh, the way a lot of that stuff gets released is it's staggered. Obviously, it would come out in Japan first. It's been yeah. a Japanese thing always. Um, so, I mean, Dragon Ball hit a huge popularity in Japan through a magazine called Shonen Jump, I think. And then got brought over to the West. By the time we even got, by the time we got Dragon Ball, they were already, yeah. Dragon Ball Z was already a, a big thing over there. So I mean, it just kept. I don't think it was ever specifically targeted for a Western audience. It just got staggered because that's how anime typically works, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so George, I've heard you chime in a few times here, and uh, I don't want to steal these guys' thunder, but uh, I want to hear your story of how you were introduced to, to dra- the Dragon Ball uh, fandom. Um, okay, so I also got into Dragon Ball when I was young, um, watching Dragon Ball Z on Cartoon Network. Because um, that was, I mean, it was great. It was like the most badass thing that was on. Uh, I mean, it was on, like, there were some other shows that were pretty badass that played around the same time. But Dragon Ball, it, it was just... 
you could you could miss an episode and come back to it and it was so much just action it didn't matter like it didn't matter if you watched them out of order no dragon ball z i mean regular dragon ball you got to pay attention to the story but um so it was great because i didn't live with my dad and i didn't have cable at my regular house so i'd only get to see it occasionally um and then you and i uh with uh your dad and everyone we went down to like rhode island or connecticut or something to hang out with your cousins yeah uh i think we i think we stayed with art trev that's where Uh, trev's from oh yeah okay He's part um, of that crew, yeah. Well, some of them were watching Dragon Ball as well, and I was like, man, this is like, this is blowing up. Like, I had friends starting to talk about it. I was watching it sometimes, so I didn't get like any of the action figures or whatever, and um, I kind of, I kind of dropped off of it because I didn't get to watch it very often. Um, but later on, I got back into it, uh, probably in my twenties. And I went through and I watched a bunch of it. And then last year or the year before, I got my boys into it. Um, so now we've got some of the movies and some of the video games and, uh, my oldest son asked if he could be Goku for Halloween this year. Nice. Um, I think he's going with werewolf instead, but he doesn't want to be a were monkey. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so, so we've been, we've been watching and talking about it here. Um, like I actually talking about it right now, I've got part of one of the theme songs stuck in my head and I have no idea what it means because it's in Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but like the kids and I will just randomly spout that part of the song off because we don't remember any of the rest of it because it's in Japanese. Um, you remember that part? That's impressive. Let's hear it. What's it? What are the words? Chala head chala. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's the part that I remember. What does that mean? Does anyone no know? Clue. No, no idea. Well, like, I, I've, I like, I've read I like the subtitles while it's on, so I have a general like understanding of the meaning of the song, but the individual words, I got no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, okay, so it sounds like you all got into it at a relatively young age, and yeah. so. I guess, like, kind of my next question is, like, I'm not five, six, seven. I'm 37 years old. Like, is this something that you guys think that at my, you know, geriatric age, it's something that I could still get into and it's something worth me getting into? Hell yeah, Yeah. dude. Yeah, without a doubt. It um probably jump in just about anywhere, too. Right. It's... You know, I mean, I Dragon Ball Z, there's a lot of filler. Yeah. Depending on what, you know, what, did, I, I guess, iteration, I guess you call it. or Did Kai go all the way through Boo or no? I don't remember. I never watched yeah, it. See, was... so they, they like, remastered it and put it out called yeah. Dragon Ball Kai. Dragon Ball Z Kai, I don't remember. And it was, like, without the filler. It had some new voice actors. It was animated a little better. Right. So there's different ways you could watch it. Okay. Um, so before we get go ahead before we get there though i just want like what is the what is the draw if i'm a if i'm you know someone in my mid-20s mid-30s i've never seen it what's the draw for me um to like want to check it out like i mean watching animated fights i don't know how exciting it's not exciting the same way it would be for a five or six year old kid 
So you like, you like Avengers, right? I like Avengers, yes. Same idea. They're superheroes. They're fighting to save the planet. The big baddies come to show up. They might kick its ass. They might not. People die. You know, You know. It's guys that you don't expect to die will die. Yeah. It, so they got pretty high stakes. Do they keep the, the characters that die stay dead? <laughs> <laughs> there are right. several ways to come back to life in Dragon Ball. Yeah. I mean, lose with the whole death thing in that show. I, I think, I, I think that that's you know, listen, any series that runs for an extended amount of time, um, you run into characters that die, and mm-hmm. then, I mean, Fast and the Furious, they've brought back like three characters yeah. from the dead. So, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not offended by that. Um, well, well, pretty th- early on, Goku dies. Yeah. Um, hey. And then there's several episodes that they spend in the afterlife of him trying to get back. Yeah. So, like, it's a full story. Like, it's not just they're dead and then they come back. Like, they're never gone from the show. Well, they the still thing, are active. They're just active in the afterlife. The The thing that listening to you guys talk about the show, the thing that really um, interests me, beyond the fact that, like, I love listening to things that people have these, like, really strong nostalgic feelings about i i think that's that's awesome um you know because it makes me think about things like the ninja turtles and things that i have those feelings about but um the thing that really kind of interests me is it sounds like they've built this like really really robust like world right um and it sounds like it includes even even like with this like people coming back to life it includes like an afterlife and, yep. and something outside of like the, the earthly realm. So that, that sounds very interesting to me. I mean, even into the new, you know, the new one, Dragon Ball super that expands into new universes. That's super. So good. So that's the new, new one that's come out since we've been adults. So is that an ongoing series right now? Yeah. yeah. So they have the manga manga, whatever you want to call it. That's going on in Japan. Um, pretty much still waiting for the new mangas to be adapted into the anime. Right. Because it's, it's hit a certain point where there's no new content coming out. They're doing movies again. And these yeah. movies are actually being released in theater. Oh, shit. When nice. I grew up, I don't know if in the 90s if they had the movies in theaters. But anytime a new movie came out, I loved it. The movies are so good. Yeah. The movies so that's, that's another really good point is like... I know just from collecting tapes that there are a there are several uh, movies of this series. Yeah. Now, is it like I mean I know like the Transformers movie or like the Power Rangers movies like they just feel like longer versions of the show. Um, is that kind of what the Dragon Ball movies are like? And do they fit into the continuity of the show? They took a really interesting spin with the movies. Right. So continuity wise yes but you could watch them without watching the show yeah so like it's like you know you watch five episodes and this movie comes out and you can watch that and that and you kind of if you've watched the show you know why these characters have these powers and this this and that yeah but the bad guys aren't from the show these are separate bad guys that are like you know just specifically for the movie Okay, so these are like side quest type deals. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the one offs, man. Like, okay. 
So in my, it's really hard for me to say which ones are better, the Dragon Ball Z movies or the Dragon Ball Super movies, but I really like the way it was executed in Z more because they're not canon, but they happen in very specific points during the show. So like the show will happen, this movie will happen, but the movie never actually had anything to do with the storyline. It wasn't canon. It was just like a really cool story. And then the actual timeline of the show will continue on. Like, I've seen videos of people trying to explain the Dragon Ball Z timeline, and it is so just hard. <laughs> it's, like, so broken, but it's, I don't know. The way they did it in Z was really, really cool. Yeah. So, in in Z, the movies fit into where they where they happen in the show, but then the show picks up back, back up after the movie with no regard to the movie, essentially. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I and you know it, it that reminds me of like, and this is a really weird example, but it reminds me a lot of the Trailer Park Boys movies. That's exactly how those movies are. It's okay. like there's the Trailer Park Boys show, and then there's like five movies, and they happen like in between the seasons of the show, and for the most part they fit in, but then like something might happen at the end of the movie that then they the next season of the show picks up, and it's like it never happened at all. Right. And that's and that's how this is in Dragon Ball Z. Then you go into Dragon Ball Super and this is so the movie, the movies, I think the first movie, Dragon Ball Super movie came out before the show came out here in the U.S. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually watched it. You know, you see the second one and I don't remember which one does this, but the first few episodes of Dragon Ball Super, the actual show are from one of the movies. Yeah, I think it was when the second. And I I hated that. I was so like, is it literally would, just the movie? Huh? Is it literally just the movie split up? It's the first few episodes are pretty much just the movie. It's right? pretty much, but there's some things added in that aren't the same as the movie, but it's basically the movie. And I was like, why the hell would you do that? Why wouldn't you just start after the movie and continue? Filler, man. But they're great. I mean, the movies are great. Those episodes in the show, if you've seen the movie, Personally, myself, I skipped over them because I've just seen the movie. I already know what this is. Right, right. But um, um being able to go to the movies and see these. Yeah, that's got to be like a dream, I bet right? Great on the big screen. Oh, hell yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, it was by far probably one of the best movie experiences I've ever had going to a theater just because of the nostalgic feeling of like, I right. grew up watching this and now this is new. And this is right. badass. So, I mean, yeah, dude, like something you grew up your whole life with, and then you finally get to like experience it in that kind of environment. Like, uh, I remember, I remember when uh, it was like 2007, I think they released the Ninja Turtles CGI movie. I don't know if you remember that movie they did. Um, it was really funny because I was like in my mid 20s. And I didn't, and I was like, I got to go see this in theaters. And like, I went and saw it in theaters. I was literally in the theater with like a bunch of middle-aged women and they're like 12 year old sons oh. and me. <laughs> and like, I felt the same way. I was like, God damn it. It's the Ninja Turtles. I mean, granted they had made Ninja Turtles on the big screen before, but it was still very exciting to me. So I get that. I mean, that's how it was when I went every time I've gone. I mean, grown men cheering, clapping, applauding, and excitement. Like, And then there are some kids, but it was more so adults, you know, more so people my age, you know, late 20s, early 30s that are there because 
it's just made such a comeback and it's extremely popular again, just like it was when it first well, came. I think to George's point, well, he didn't really make this as a point, but he kind of demonstrated it is like, it's the perfect time for something like this to come back around because all of the guys that grew up watching it right. are now dads and they can, and they can get their sons into it too. It's the same thing again. Like, I don't want to keep comparing it to Ninja Turtles, but like, that was my thing. And right. so it's like, I, I love the Ninja Turtles and now I can share that with my kids and it's the same thing like with this. It's like you got your gen, you know, our generation and now can share it with another one. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a ripe moment to touch on that, to go back to the show. You know, these fighters end up having kids of their own as the show progresses. Oh, and really? Watch these kids train and become, you know, strong fighters of their own. And even at one point, you know. A child surpasses the father. And Go he, on. Yep, and he becomes top dog. So this isn't like the Simpsons. It's not like they're locked in at an age and they no. stay that age forever. No, they go, I mean, you know, main characters go from childhood to adulthood. Then their kids, you know, they go from childhood to and all the way up to adulthood. And, you know, some are still growing, so... So no. you could have you could go on generation after generation of this yeah. stuff. Yep. Um. So beyond the show and the movies, um, have you ever have you taken in any other uh, content of Dragon Ball? Is there other content, George? I know you mentioned a video game. Yeah. There are comics. several video games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many. I mean, the Shonen Jumps. We. I would read if I could get my hands on those. I would read the Dragon Ball Z stuff that was in that. The manga, manga, I don't know the right word. I apologize. That's um, all right. I would read those. I mean, we, we would buy any and every action figure we could. We'd ask for them for Christmas. Any extra money, we'd get them. Yeah. We still have all of our action figures. We've actually pulled them off. Because I would go over to his house and play. Dude. Growing up, he lived next door to my grandparents' house, which is my house now. And he still lives next door there, too. So That's at a certain awesome. age... We just pulled all of our action figures together, and he has them all at his house. Yeah, so now, whenever you go over, you guys can play with them together. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they have trading cards. I got into that. Um, so are the trading cards like a card game, or are they just yeah, like? It, it's yeah. a card game. I never played it because I was too young. It was too advanced for me at the time. Yeah. But I, you know, I knew which characters I wanted. I wanted the holographic ones. I wanted. Yeah, man. Stuff like that. And now, as of late, I've been buying, you know, figures still in the package. And I've been buying, collecting those again. And I'm not going to open them because I already have pretty much everything I could ever want opened at his house. So. Yeah, man. We need pictures of this stuff. Okay. So, so, Randy, when you go home, man, take some pics of some of these action figures you guys got. Unless they're, like, buried somewhere. No, I think, yeah, I think I actually know exactly right where that box is. <laughs> yes, we got to see these. That's awesome. Um, all right, so uh, I think that we're at a good point now where, okay, this sounds really cool. It's very interesting. It also sounds incredibly complicated, and there's a ton going on. So I'm brand new to this. How do I get into it? Where's my entry point? That's a really tough question. I would say start with movies. To be honest, if you want something to hook you, 
You yeah. might be a little lost on the storyline, but pers- this is my personal opinion. I don't know if Randy will differ on it, but you watch one of these movies and you get to see the action. You get to see how badass they are. You see them fighting to protect their family, their planet. And whether they beat the opponent or they lose, I'm not going to tell you that what happens in them. But <laughs> you're like, it. I mean, to me as an adult, that's what would get me hooked. Instead of yeah. trying to jump right into the show, yeah, because it can be like I said, there's filler episodes. So because it was, mind you, in the '90s, it was weekly television. Right, right. So they had to fill that airtime. They weren't trying to, you know, rush through it like today. How people watch shows today. Right. So um, let me ask you this question then, as a follow up. There's a lot of movies. Yep. I think I own like five movies. Okay. Uh, which one, which movie I'm, this, I'm not just asking you this and like theoretically, I'm going to watch one of these movies. Yeah. So you tell me which one I should watch. Lord, Lord slug. Yeah. That's what I was Lord about. slug. That is my favorite one. And then put, right. because I think that's also the only one that's still before Frieza in the time. Yeah. Because too. he, yeah, because yeah. Oh, I without I can't give it away. I know, it sucks. <laughs> well, how about this? Because I was gonna say I totally agree with Zach and George, where you can you can essentially start anywhere and not really miss anything, and the movies are definitely super badass. Like they with the movies will get you hooked. So I would like I would watch Lord Slug, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but then start Dragon Ball Z with Dragon Ball Z Kai. So you don't have to deal with all that filler. Yeah. And then still yeah. get like because I don't I don't think there's a single DBZ fan out there that wouldn't agree that Goku turning Super Saiyan for the first time isn't like one of the most badass things in the entire series. So I'd watch the movie and then watch Dragon Ball <laughs> Z Kai is what I would okay. say. How do you watch Dragon Ball Z Kai? Oh boy. I mean you because it would it starts right at the beginning of the show. I think what he would have to do I, I think he can you start- can you stream it? Yeah. Um I think it's on Amazon Prime to stream. Okay. Uh, you might have to pay, but there's also a Funimation app. Or Crunchyroll, maybe. Yep. Or Crunchyroll. I don't know how it changed, because I, I think it was on Crunchyroll, and then now it's on the Funimation app itself, which okay. it's, a, it's a monthly fee. I don't remember what it is. $6.99, $7.99, whatever it is. But it's like an app that streams a whole crap ton of anime, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say that Dragon Ball Z, just to like, just to open this up even a little bit more, would you say Dragon Ball Z is a good entry point for like anime in general? Yeah, for sure. It's very. I mean, that's what that's what opened the door for me. I, you know, I didn't give a shit about any of the other stuff, to be honest. You know, I saw this and then Randy was the one that started getting me into other shows. Yeah, and I think the first two animes I ever watched were Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and then it just kind of spiraled right. out of control from there. Yeah, and I'm sure that, like, you are, I'm sure that there are millions of other American kids who had the same exact experience. Like, you know, these those were the two shows that were marketed here, yeah. you know, Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. So, um, <clears throat> all right, so... Think of Pokemon as an anime, you know. Right. Like, Neither do like, I. Even though it is, but you know. Um. All right. So Slug King is the name of the movie, right? <laughs> Lord, Lord Slug. <laughs> Lord Slug. Okay. 
<laughs> Lord Slug. I'm trying to look to see if that's um available. So looks like that's on Funimation. Yeah. Um. So I have it on VHS. So I don't need to worry about this. Yeah, but that's that's the best way. That's the first way I saw it was on VHS. Can't believe I'm saying this is somebody in 2021. But don't let your VCR eat that tape. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I have a tape. I have a VCR that I take very good care of. It does not eat tapes. <laughs> All um, right, guys. I want to make a comparison and see if you agree. Um, okay. We mentioned the Marvel Universe earlier. Um, if I would say that watching any of the Dragon Ball Z movies is kind of like picking up the Marvel Universe and starting with like Ragnarok. Like you can totally watch it on its own and it can be epic and awesome. Yeah. You won't necessarily understand why the characters are where they are. That's actually a really good way to put but it. But you yeah. still you still get all the badassery, you get hooked, and then after that, you probably want to go start at the beginning. So yeah. if you don't like one of the movies, it's probably not worth watching the series. But yeah. if the movie gets you hooked, I would definitely suggest starting at the beginning of any one of the series. Kai sounds great. I know Dragon Ball's good. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, I would say if you can get hooked on any one movie and then start with the series, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, I. If you're uh, someone that likes to go chronological and you really want to start at the beginning, like there are some things that, you know, sometimes you just really want to start at the beginning. Then, you know, the beginning of Z or the beginning of Dragon Ball itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't. All right. So. <clears throat> Obviously, a completist is going to want to start at the beginning and work their way through. But I think with like any of these things, um, getting something to hook you um, is is the best way to sort of find your way into it. And then once you're hooked, it's a lot easier to go, okay, how do we get to this point in the story? I'm much more invested now. I want to go back and see you know these right, characters right. so i definitely agree here. that the movies are the way yeah. to do that yeah all right well i'm gonna watch lord slug that's my that's yeah. my promise to you guys yeah. i can't promise you i'll like it or not but i am gonna watch it and then who knows man maybe i'll steal my daughter's funimation login <laughs> since i pay for that friggin' thing anyway yeah. um and i'll watch and maybe i'll watch the whole the, the kai series I am gonna tell. I am gonna tell you something about Lord Slug real quick. Uh huh. Careful. No, this won't give you anything. The little, the, the young child that's in it. Uh huh. Is Goku's son. Oh right. Okay. I don't know if they make that clear in the movie or not, because I, I, because I know, like you know what I mean. I watched the movie knowing that. Right. Right. So I want to, I want to tell you that that's Goku, okay. the, the, you know, the main hero's son. So. All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. And anybody who's listening to this and is going to go check out Lord Slug, keep that in mind. The young child in the in the movie is Goku's son. Yeah. yeah. Who who grows up to beat to beat him up is what I've been told. Well, he gets stronger than Goku. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Surpasses his dad. Well, how do we know he's stronger if he doesn't beat him up? Because he wears heavier clothes when he trains. Yeah. His hair's longer. Yeah. <laughs> and he beats oh, up the guy. It's all in the hair. The guy that beat up his dad. Oh, so by the okay, by the transitive property, he's stronger. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. 
Um, George, what are your boys thinking uh, of Dragon Ball Z? Uh, they like it. Um, they, you know, when we're not watching it and we're watching some, like, we'll go through something else. They're like, hey, we haven't watched Dragon Ball, you know, in a while. Let's get back That's to Dragon awesome. Ball. Um, and like I said, uh, my oldest just wanted to be Goku for Halloween. So that's um, good. That's yeah. That's promising. They're they're not sucked in. Like there have been things that they've been sucked into, and this is not that yet. Um, but I think they just haven't spent as much time with it. I think they want to spend more time with it, but like we now, don't have Crunchyroll or or do Funimation. You, do you think that that's more okay? So let me this is a thought that I'm having, right? Like we just watched through, uh, the last airbender series for like probably the second or third time. And, um, that is a really easy series to get sucked into because it was clearly written as a full series, right? Yeah. Like it was written with the end in mind. Yeah. And it sounds like dragon ball was written sort of open-ended, right? So they had the plans of like getting to Super Saiyan and all this and that, but then having to kind of up the ante and and stuff along the way. Yeah. Um so is there like some element of like it's hard to get sucked in because like the storytelling is a little bit more like episodic. It's like here's a thing that happens, here's another thing that happens and sort of like I that. I think yes, if you watch the actual Dragon Ball Z like we grew up on, but if you watch Kai, I think it's geared more towards you know how viewers are and you know like today's age. Yeah, that. and definitely Dragon Ball Super as well, oh, because yeah. you know they take that into account that you know the way people's focus and their mindset towards shows and movies are a little different than they were when the show originally came out. Like, right. I mean, and a lot of shows were like that. I mean, like I've been rewatching uh, the old X-Men cartoon with my kids and that's the same way. It's yeah. just like, here's the thing that happened this week. And then it's the next episode. And here's a different thing that happened. And like, maybe sometimes there's like a story that lasts two or three episodes, but like, it's not like, like the last airbender from episode one, yeah. they're prepping you for the last episode, you know? It it'll it'll be you know the main story for one episode maybe two, then it'll go an episode or two that are like filler, yeah, like a side quest on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's more so. I want to I want to say the filler episodes might more so be character development episodes. Yeah, yeah. So you know because you get to see a little bit more of like a side character or something like that. And then right. it'll go again for the main story for a little bit. And then you'll get like the, you know, the filler episodes. And so that's cool. Cause that's kind of somewhere in between just like, here's a random episode. And then like a, we're just building everything toward this one story. It's kind of, you, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds where right. you're kind of telling an overarching story, but you have these like little stories along the way. Right. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if I does this, but like, the Dragon Ball Z I watched, um, the transformations were drawn out because it was a weekly show. The so transformations? Like, what does that mean? So, like, when they're powering, like, going from, like, Super Saiyan, that's a transformation. Yeah. So, like, that process, like, the first, it's like, I don't know how many episodes, six episodes of him starting, you know, to get there. When it really could. Wait. It, it's not, like, instantaneous? 
Well, it it, well, it, it, it <laughs> is, but because of how it's episodic, like, you know, episode, well, however you want to say it. Yeah. It's a little more, because there are 20-minute episodes or something like that. Uh-huh. So the way, if you don't watch Kai, it kind of, you get the, like, if, it, if somebody was to chop it up, that's kind of how it comes across. I don't know how to explain it. That sounds to me like in... They uh, tease like, you with it. They're like, oh, he's going to go Super Saiyan, and then they, like, make you want to come back and watch it. And they're like, episode. on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so that sounds to me like in... um, it, Well, you hate this movie, Zach, but in, uh, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, <laughs> there's this scene where there's this guy running toward the castle... And they and they're like playing this like excited music, and then it cuts away, and it cuts back to him running toward the castle, and oh, then it cuts yeah, yeah, away, yeah. and it cuts back to him running toward the castle, and he's never getting any closer to the castle. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and it like takes forever. It sounds like that's what it's great, like. But there's a lot of dialogue, and um, I still think it's great. I, I love it, and yeah. That's all right, man. I I think I I don't think you're alone in loving it, and and I don't think you should apologize for loving it. I'm excited to check it out, man. I yeah. I really want I want to like it, and I want to and I want to figure out how to get into it. And I think you guys have like I I didn't know anything about this Kai, right? Uh, like sort of re is it is it like just a re edit? Is it the same content just edited down? Yeah, it, it's the same storyline. It's just they, they remove a lot of the filler. They touch up the animation. Some of the voice actors are different. That's the only thing that I don't like about it. That is a bit of a bummer. Because it's not... It, a couple of the characters aren't the same voices that they were when I grew up watching it. But someone like me, I'm not going to know. Any different, but, I mean, from the movie, you might notice a difference. Are they bad voice actors, or are they just different? They're just different. They're not bad. But um, you grow up with the same voice since you're a kid, and then all of a sudden it's different. Of course, it's like oh, and it takes you a little bit, you know, to get used to it. But like that's not that's not my person. Yeah. But back to Lord Slug, badass soundtrack. Oh yeah, the music they use for the that's something that Z will always have on Super. Badass. The soundtrack for the Dragon Ball, like every Dragon Ball Z movie, had such cool music for a show like that. Something I definitely never heard. Because normally you watch these animes, right? And they've got these, like, weird kind of, like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Just, like, these, like, folky Japanese songs or something. Or electric sounding. like Or, like, yeah. electronic music. Right. Yeah. But then for these Dragon Ball Z movies, they just use, you've got, I don't, I'm not even going to say what it is. But when you watch yeah. the movie, it adds a lot to it. It's it's really cool. Nice. I mean, you're going to have, I'm, I'm going to tell you there's several bands that are on there that you'll know mainstream oh bands. so it's like legit oh yeah it, and growing up because the music they used was also popular at the time the movie came out and that it just gets you pumped dude okay. it, i i love that movie all right well i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna come back next week and depending on how much i love it i might you know i might ask if you guys want to come back and and i'll and i'll report back oh, yeah. um but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to check it out. And, and I think you guys have laid out a really good roadmap for how people can can kind of get in get in the door on it. Check out Lord Slug. If you're down with that, then maybe check out the Kai series, yeah. Dragon Ball Kai, which is on Funimation, um, and uh, which is like a monthly subscription thing. I bet they have like a free like trial 
too. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they all they all do. Um, but yeah, guys, this was great. Uh, I think that it was well worth well worth the people's wait to to get yep. the full the full <laughs> crew on this one. Right? <laughs> no, for sure. That's why you know I I knew it would be better having Randy here with me because it's it's easy for me to talk about it, but to have to bring the excitement and you know. It's just easier having someone that loves it as well. Yeah. I mean, you guys outnumbered me in this one between you and Randy right. and George. Right. I'm the only one. I'm the only one who doesn't know. But my ignorance is very powerful. It, like, I literally know nothing about it. So. Oh, you'll know. I will know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, have you ever done uh, any podcast before? No, I've definitely no. I've never done that before. So what do you think? What do you think of the experience? It was pretty fun. Uh, I definitely wouldn't mind coming back next week. If you wound up liking yes. the Lord Slug yes. movie, I have definitely like just even talking about Dragon Ball Z this <laughs> much. I'm like, damn, I got to go watch that movie now. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best part, man. Um, last week when we talked about Seinfeld, like as soon as we got done doing the show, I was like, oh, we got to watch some like uh, we got to watch all those episodes now that we just talked about. I fucking love those episodes. Yeah. So, um, so I totally get that. It, it kind of rekindles your passion because you're telling people, you're selling it to people, you know. Um, yeah, I so, totally yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah, we love, we love, uh, we love having guests on. That's why I love doing this series. Um, we have a lot of cool um, guests lined up to do, um, to come on and 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 get people excited about some different things. Um, I I feel like I want to keep things surprises. But I do want to mention that um, I think next week we're going to try to get John from Geek Exploration on. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what he's going to be trying to get us into. But I do know that their second issue of Space Oddities um, is hitting Kickstarter in November. So Ooh, that's um, exciting. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Um, oh. So he'll be on he'll he'll be talking about that and then i don't know maybe he'll be trying to sell us on superman which is going to be a hard sell for me because <laughs> i fucking hate superman but, uh, <laughs> but i don't know we'll see what do you guys think of superman well how about this i'm gonna ask you a really you know big question that we've had to deal with since we were kids but after you watch lord slug and you like if you like it or not there's a huge debate on whether or not Who's stronger, Goku or Superman? So if you can come out on Goku's side on this one, that'd be great because that's the side. I mean, he's already on Goku's side. He hates Superman that much. All right. Let me tell you this. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Okay, this is why. B- before even watching it, I feel like Goku will win because not just because I hate Superman, but because Superman, his arch nemesis, is just a rich dude. He has yeah. no powers. Lex Luthor is the dumbest fucking villain in the history of comic books. And the fact that he is somehow, he is constantly able to outwit Superman means that Superman is You got is something against horror. Gene Hackman, man? Well, well, I do have something against Gene Hackman when he plays fucking the idiot Lex Luthor, who is still somehow smarter than Superman, which just shows you that you cannot underestimate the power of the Southeastern United States to make people stupid. Uh, or I'm sorry, that's Midwestern, right? Kansas, is that where he's from? Yeah. Is that where Superman's from? Fuck Superman. 
I think <laughs> I, never got into that. I can never get into I didn't it. mean to I didn't mean to do that. It just it falls out of me. So. <laughs> oh man. Um but we'll have fun with John. And if he does talk about Superman, I will I will show more uh restraint. Out of love for John, not out of love for Superman. But I have heard the Goku versus Superman debate. And uh, I'm excited to to be able to have a an informed opinion about it. Although our show does pride itself on our uninformed opinions. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we, we loved having you guys on. I loved having more than just me talking. Um, and uh, yeah, I love doing these special episodes. Uh, and with, with uh, no exact plan for season three. Well, we have a plan for what it's going to be. We just don't have a plan for when it's going to start. We'll just keep fucking rolling these out because yeah. I think these are fun and they require no effort on my part, which I love. Uh, you much. ask questions and that, you know, that adds to it. So that's the best. That's the best of both worlds for each side. It's easy to ask questions like about something like this right. because I literally know nothing. So you can talk about it. And these are the questions that I'm actually thinking. They're not even like prompt questions. They're right. just like my actual questions. Um, what do you guys think? Should I do an episode on getting people into candy corn? Huh? That might be Ninja Turtles, man. I'm getting ripped apart these these days. <laughs> I love candy corn, man. Let's do a mini episode. A mini episode, yeah, for Halloween. I did do um, I did for Halloween. I did do our streaming slasher special, which is um, I reviewed six slasher movies that are all on Tubi. Um, Tubi is a totally free streaming platform. I don't know if you guys use it at all, but it's fucking fantastic. They have some of the best slasher movies on there. I talked about, um, I won't cover them all, but just in case any of you guys want to go back and listen or someone listening wants to go back and listen, I covered uh, like Slumber Party Massacre. Um, I covered Sleepaway Camp. Uh, the Mutilator, The Prowler, just these great, ridiculous 80s slasher movies, um, all free on Tubi. So if anybody's, you know, it's Thursday when this comes out and you're thinking, oh, it's almost Halloween. I need to watch something spooky. Then uh, go check that episode out to get some good picks for stuff to watch. What do you guys got going on for Halloween? Uh, you guys got anything exciting? George. <laughs> I've been You're talking to me. What? Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I was trying Eddie? to blame it on you. The burp? That was me. That was you that burped. Oh yeah, I was, I burped mid talk. Oh hey. Oh. But you got anything going on for Halloween? Man, I've been so. You already know how busy I've been this year. I didn't even realize when certain holidays have been coming up. <laughs> I didn't even realize how quickly Halloween was coming up until my friend was telling me about some party that she missed. Friggin', I I don't even know what's going on this weekend. But yeah, I don't have any real plans either. I've already carved pumpkins and stuff, and it's different when you don't have kids. I think you know. Well, well, and listen, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have uh, the garage open. We're gonna order like 20 little Caesar's pizzas. Um, we're gonna have like um, some, you know, awnings out in case it's raining. I'm gonna be projecting a movie onto the side of the garage. So cool. Um, so you know, anybody's welcome. You guys are welcome. George, you're welcome to come and bring the kids if you want. I know you guys 
have have like restrictions and stuff, but uh, we will be open and running the show. So it's uh, a monster match. <laughs> oh, dude, it's gonna be a great time. Are you guys trick or treating, George? Um, we haven't decided yet. Um, yeah. that's like, so my whole family has COVID right now. Um, yeah. so that's fun. Yeah. Um, not ideal. My wife has finally been able to go back to work. She's still very tired. Uh, the kids are still full of symptoms and, and doing school from home. Um, so technically that's like the first day they can go back in public because of yeah. when they tested positive. Um, yeah. So it's really just going to depend on on weather and how everyone's feeling. Um, so well, if, listen, if they've got the energy for can't. it, which they most likely will, then yeah. we'll probably do something. Um, otherwise, we'll sit at home well, and watch a movie. Well, if you can't, maybe we'll, just, maybe we'll just swing a, a, a bag of candy over to your house. We'll just throw it at your house and leave. <laughs> hey, that sounds excellent. <laughs> Not dog poop. No, it won't be dog poop. And I won't set it on fire because I would never do that to candy. It's too delicious. <laughs> um, well, let them dress up at least, even if they just have to yeah, run yeah, yeah. around inside your uh, house. Yep. Do like Easter, man. Do like Easter egg hunt, but like Halloween hunt. They can do it at <laughs> night with flashlights and shit. That would be super fun. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to fight off the possums and raccoons and deer that live in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> That <laughs> sounds like a good time, man. <laughs> that reminds me of that Bob Marley bit. <laughs> Do you guys remember Bob Marley? Not the not not the uh, reggae artist, but the the main comedian. He did a bit about Halloween, and he's like, he's talking about how his mom dressed him up. Like she like gives, she's like, here's your Halloween costume, and it's like a couple of sticks on a on a headband. She's like, now go prance through the woods where all the candy is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow yeah it was a good bit that was a good one um well yeah okay so for halloween one last thing before i let you guys go for halloween um i posted a poll on twitter asking people what they think we should project for a movie now the last couple years we've done um last year we did hocus pocus uh the year before that we did a nightmare before christmas and um the the options i put in the twitter poll but I are not limited to this in case anyone has good ideas. Um, but the winning option was uh, Beetlejuice. I love that uh, movie. The other options, though, that I had on there were Ghostbusters, which would be timely considering the new Ghostbusters movies coming out soon. Um, and then uh, one that would be better for like ambiance, but not like not necessarily to sit down and watch. But since people are going to be coming and going. Um, I, I added Nosfora to the 1922 silent ver- film because, you know, it's good to have on in the background as people are walking through. That did not win, though. Um, so what do you guys think? Should I should I go with Beetlejuice or give any other ideas? I would have voted Ghostbusters if I would have saw that. I missed that poll. If you had voted, it would have probably tied Beetlejuice. They were one vote apart. So oh, uh, damn. Yeah. What do you think? You think Ghostbusters. What do you think, Randy? I don't know. I haven't seen either movie in a long time, but some of those scenes in Ghostbusters are so fucking funny. That I'd probably <laughs> go with Ghostbusters. 
Yes. It's more timely, too, with the new Ghostbusters movie coming out. I'd be, like, advertising for Ghostbusters. And kids still, and kids still dress up as Ghostbusters, too. Either way, though, both of those movies are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Michael Keaton is just, like, he is yeah. in the zone as Beetlejuice. It's fantastic. Yep. I don't think there's any F-bombs in Ghostbusters, though. That is one... Right. It, yeah, people just tend to have a little, they have a, a few adult moments in it. Yeah, nothing like too crazy. Though, I don't think. No. But there's no For, Catherine O'Hara in Ghostbusters. That's, <laughs> oh, Catherine O'Hara is a queen, man. She's the fucking best. Um, what do you think, George? I love Beetlejuice, but I kind of feel like Ghostbusters would be the better movie for playing outside with a yeah. bunch of kids that are going to be walking down the street trick-or-treating and stuff like there's a lot of kids in that area so i feel like ghostbusters is a little bit more appropriate and something that they've probably had a greater chance of getting into the the property yeah 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 i think you know like you said there could be kids coming through as ghostbusters i'm sure they're pushing that this year with the movie coming out um and uh all right well the one other movie I was thinking of would was going to be Edward Scissorhands. But then yeah. I kind of was like, you know, everybody debates whether or not Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. Is Edward Scissorhands a Christmas movie? I mean, I remember the snow. In it. I haven't seen that in a long time. I, mean, but... no, I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Honestly, I haven't seen it in such a long time that I wouldn't be able to say. I, I it, there's definitely at least a section of the movie that feels very, I mean, it's around part of the movie is based around Christmas, but just a lot of like the blues and the cold and like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely got that tone, that wintry tone to it. Yeah. It's definitely wintry. I'm not sure if I'd go as far as saying Christmas movie, but it's definitely wintry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not doing Edward Scissorhands no matter, (laughs) but, but, uh, Anyway, yeah, I think I think we'll go with Ghostbusters. I think I think go. I'm sold on it. And technically, if the three of you vote for Ghostbusters, then that would win out over Beetlejuice. So, um, I don't have to vote. Can you count this as my vote? I just counted it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Movie Seller. No spaces, no underscores. Um, Tell us what you think of Dragon Ball. Are you into it? Yes. Do you want to be into it now? If you check out Lord Slug, did I say that right? Yep. All right. Check that movie out. Let us know if you liked it, if it got you in the door, if you're going to check out the Dragon Ball Kai series. um, And let us know if you're a Dragon Ball fan, if there's anything that we should have said that we left off, any selling points that you would have that you would have pushed um you can email us or hit us up on our social um to let us know that i will probably tell you to go fuck off because (laughs) i think these guys did a fantastic job um but you know that's okay you can still say it uh our email is uh the movie seller at gmail.com and we are still uh we're still running vhs for t1d uh hit the link in any of our bios it will take you to our JDRF campaign page and all your donations go straight to helping find a cure for type one diabetes. We will watch whatever movie you tell us to watch. Um, And we also have a link tree. So if you go link tree slash the movie seller, 
Uh, we have a link there to our VHS for T1D campaign, as well as links to all of our socials and all the places you can listen to the podcast. So that's a great spot to hit to. Anyway, thank you guys for guesting. You guys were fantastic. Thank you. Uh, George, I'm glad you're back, dude. Yeah, same. And thank you guys for, for coming in and sharing all your passion and knowledge. It's exciting. It yeah. is. Thanks, George. Right. See ya. All right. Bye. <laughs>